Ladies and gentlemen, I know you miss me. This is the Ned and Josh podcast. Ned and Josh podcast. Ned and Josh podcast. Red Energy for reliable energy solutions for your home or business. Ned, mm. very very nervous today. What's going on? Going to be a part of something that uh, has elicited a lot of jealousy uh, in the time that I've been uh, dating my partner, Carrie, because she has two boys, um, 10 and 7. Book week. Mm. Seems rad. Yeah, it's, not I, something, it's not something we had when I was in school. We, I missed the book week train. We didn't get to dress up as characters from books. We didn't get to talk about books all week. We just had the Scholastic Book Fair, and that was one day a year, and we didn't even get to dress up. That's exactly what I was going to say. I only got the Scholastic Book Fair, and my parents were like, 10 bucks. I'm like, that gets me one book? I can't get anything for $10. What do you $10? mean, $10? This is once a year I'm asking for money. Scholastic tour families apart. They yes. have no idea what they did. Um, but this is rad. It's book week. And yeah. I think as an Australian society, we had the teething issues of people dressing the kids up in things that people shouldn't be dressing up in. Just, and like, like, yeah, just apply any human logic sense. to what you're but doing. But that, that seems to be done now. Yeah. We don't, you don't hear those stories anymore. So I think parents have learnt, which is great. I mean, this is the kids get to dress up. I was furious because the seven-year-old was like, I don't know what to dress up as. And I was like, Batman. And Carrie yeah. announced to me that the school has banned superheroes. That makes sense. And I don't understand that because superheroes come from comic books. Yeah. Books, 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 books. I know they're from movies. Yeah. I know they're from movies, yeah. but they originated in books. Um, my friend Jamie, who I've mentioned before, is a college professor. Uh, there's like one teacher at his college that's like, we need to get into book week, guys. Let's all dress up. And yeah. Jamie's like, these kids are 17. They have me on Facebook. They will relentlessly mock me for mm. the rest of my... No. Not dressing up. These aren't 10-year-olds. These are 17 who already want to make fun of me. I was well out of primary school before Book Week ever became a thing. But today, I'm going to go and read to the class. Wow! I'm going to go and read to the seven-year-old's class. They've asked for mystery readers, so essentially that just means parents are coming in to read. Whoever's got the day free. Um, Um, Do you know what you... Is me. (laughs) (laughs) Not a lot on. Um, Do you know what you're going to read? No. So you're just going to get there and they're going to be like, here's the Gruffalo. And you're like, what? Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Uh, uh, I'm going home to get a couple of books just in case I have to provide my own literature. You, have you got anything in mind? Yeah, I've got a couple of things in mind. There's some um, what are you thinking? Captain Underpants stuff and I don't know, but I'm thinking I'm, I think that's more, more comic book yeah. And these are seven-year-olds, so yeah. I don't know. This is It's tough. It's tough. It's very tough. Get the Rainbow Fish. That's always good. Magic Rainbow Fish is a good one. I love that. Maybe I will do that. The Hungry Hungry Caterpillar is too young. Hate that one. Yeah, it's lame. Don't like it. Possum magic's also great. No, anyway. No, it's not. Yes, it Wombat is. Stew's fantastic. Wombat Stew is great. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Wombat Stew is probably the goat. I have a book here mm-hmm. in the studio. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, yeah, go on. It's called A Practical Guide to Selecting a Small Dog. And there's a white, crusty-eyed dog on the front. I think this is from when we did the on-air book fair for Lifeline. No, um, that's I stole that from a get, leave a book, take a book. Oh. I walked past and I went, take a book? and I took a book, and I'm yet to leave a book. Oh, okay. I, it's yeah. still coming. The book's still coming. It was I'm in going, Ainsley. I'm <laughs> going to practice reading this, okay? Yep. And I'm going to do it as I would hope to read this book to the kids today, which is oh, you have to do some play on. school I'm reading. Have to do some side on or showing pictures. I don't want Michael's the in-, in the studio as well. Michael, you're going to be also one of the people I read to. Oh, I don't want good. the introduction. Find me a fun dog. Okay. I don't want to hear about like selecting a small dog can be quite complicated. Ooh, that English, was English Toy Terrier. Our friend Perfect. Kat has one of these. Yeah, I think. Okay, good. They all kind of look the same. <clears throat> Here we this go. book was also written in the 70s, so be careful. Actually, they, that's a good point. They throw in a few B words in there yeah, because yeah. they're like, this B word? It's like, just say dog. Yeah. Just say yeah. female dog. We don't dog. need to hear that word. Why <laughs> someone really enjoys throwing it in. 
English toy ter- terrier. Well, that's not good. Yeah, that's really so. Yeah, sorry. Not off to a good it's start. Reminiscent of the Chief Minister's reading challenge for me for a moment there. Mm. The English toy terrier, which in the USA is called the toy, uh, the toy Manchester terrier, is a most attractive, affectionate, and game little dog. Marvelously intuitive and loyal, but lending to attending to attach itself to one person to the exclusion of others. It's usually healthy, easy to keep clean, odorless, and easy. And an easy whelper, if you wish to ble- breed. Oh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> Ew! What was that word? Whelper? whelper. Oh. oh, my God. Yeah. I also what like, do you think about the reading? Now I understand why he's game. Yeah. I thought it was like you could convince him to be in your Ocean's Eleven squad if you yeah, wanted to. Yeah, like, yeah. He's always up for a heist. What do we think of the reading so far? Four stu- out of ten. Stumbled a little bit. Yeah. Okay, what do we think of the play school tone of my voice, though? Good. The, the tone was the good. Tone was Can good. I amp it up more? No. Let me give it a go. Well, how, how old are these kids again? Ten. Seven. Okay. Maybe grooming. Though. Pick another dog. Grooming. Oh, pick another dog. Pick another dog. Yeah. This isn't. I've lost about interest. The, yeah, I've lost the, the interest. Pekinese. Yeah, Pekingese. Yeah, Pekingese. Pekingese. <clears throat> you have to say please to a Pekingese. So, a well-known Pek- set of Pekingese breeder. Tell one off, and it will sulk until you're in. Until you feel you're in the wrong. The Pekingese likes to remind its owners of its regal background and expects to be petted, pampered. If it is not, however, a delicate creature. In fact, it's fearless and fun, and loves having toys to play with. Yeah, look, that's good. The, the tone's tone was good. good. The tone and I was think good. at the very least, they'll have fun making fun of the fact that a 32-year-old can't read. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, I saw something, a bunch of people, people on a pub crawl doing something that I've seen m- hundreds of times. I've yeah. seen people do it. I've done it. I've seen you do it. It's just something that happens. And it's, for some reason, yesterday when I saw it, I think because I saw both sides of it, for the first time in my life, and I'm like, this is just bullying that we've all sort of gotten around. We've decided it's okay. Well, when you go on a pub crawl, obviously mm. you're going from bar to bar, rada, rada, rada. A good idea is to space out some of the events in a pub crawl so to make it last for as long as possible. Yes. It's, all, it's, not, a ma- it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Um, a good way to span out the day a little bit is by going to a bowls club. Going to a bowls club, you can have a few beers, yeah, bit get of on bear the green. Foot, bit of air for bowls. Yeah, Take good your fun. shoes off. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's nice and relaxing. You can sit out in the sun. You can chill out, just have a beer in the sun, whatever. Um, a staple of a lot of pub crawls is dressing quite old, like dressing like the elderly and going to a bowls club and like having a bit of fun. Is like, oh, we're all dressed up. This is a bit of fun. Whatever's going bit on. A bit of grey hairspray. Yeah. yeah. And a, maybe a walking frame. Yep. Maybe some, I don't know a doily over your shoulders yeah. or something like that. Just essentially dressing like an old person. Glasses that you don't really need. No, 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 of course not. Uh, yeah, just dyeing any kind of hair grey. I saw my friends do this yesterday in the background, and this is what made me realise for the first time how sort of messed up it is. <laughs> in the background, <laughs> these people, so these people who are like at most in their, like 22, yeah. this kid is young. Um, they're all in like their flannels and their cardigans and their vests and stuff. Was there a fake walking frame? And there, of course, there was a fake. Yeah, okay, and people yeah. were using the, the the walking frame to bowl, like walking up with the fake yeah. walking frame, which I can't imagine that people would have appreciated that on the green. Um, three rows down of the bowls is a group of people who are dressed like that, yeah. who are that old, mm. who are using walking frames to help them get around, who are watching, who are watching twenty two year olds being like. Give me a beer, please. <laughs> and it's like, you're just making fun of us. Yeah. Wholesalely. You dress like us, yep. like, look at me in my old cap. And then you're also walking around slowly with your frames and stuff. This is just us 
taking the mickey out of old people. Yeah. And but I don't know reason, why we got off the ground. It's not okay. Because if you did, the, if I did that and just went out to pu- in public and just started acting like that, people would be like, chill out. Yeah. But for some reason, when you're on a pub crawl, I guess because everyone's dressed up and stuff, and you go to bowls, people forget that the people that go to bowls are the people they're making fun of. I think something that people who run bowls clubs are seemingly very aware of mm. is that if they don't allow this, there'll be no new generation of people playing bowls. The bowls, unfortunately, does die out. Yeah, you if, eventually... Yeah. And this is how you know you're ageing in Australian society. Eventually, you don't have to dress up anymore to play bowls. Yeah. You just... You, you look, look the part and you're like... Look, oh, well... I'm set to go. I didn't even think I was going bowling, uh, but playing bowls today. But why am I in full bowls attire? Here I am. Oh, that's oh, right. I'm 47. I'm just older now. <laughs> Damn it. I knew better, and I didn't have to do any of what I'm about to tell you. I went to uh, an optometrist that isn't my normal optometrist. So my optometrist wasn't available, and I've run out of contact lenses. And for whatever reason, you need to get a new prescription every year for contact lenses. Like, I can't just get one, and that's they're the ones I get. Like, I have to keep updating it. Is it one a year? One a year. I would love it if it was one every two years, but it's like one a year. I honestly thought it was more than that. I thought it was like once every six months. very annoying. And I didn't go to my normal optometrist, who I've been going to for like three years. Every year, three years, she takes a quick look. She goes, yep, worked it all out. Know what your comfort levels are with certain contact lenses. Know what you need. Done. Renewed. There's your prescription. Off you go. Get the hell out of here. Uh, Went to a new optometrist just because she didn't have any appointments available. So I went to another one because I needed my contact lenses. And young guy walks in. Hmm. Very, very slick looking dude too. Like he's got a cool, cool suit guy. on, he's yeah. got cool shoes. I'm like, yeah, this is a this is a guy who knows what he's doing. And so with all of that in mind, I went against my better judgment and let him start suggesting things mm. <laughs> to my prescription uh, and uh, the, the involving trial lenses, so some different ones that I wanted to try, and they're awful. I put them in last night and I nearly vomited. I got so sick. So, so the like point I'm making is I knew, I knew that I've tried these things before, but because this guy was a new guy and he looked very professional, I trusted what he was saying and tried them anyway. This is my message to doctors optometrists, and this is where I said the intersection happens, mechanics. Yeah, mechanics, mechanics. as well. We get a cacophet system as well. If you are getting a new customer, don't just undo the other person's work. Like, don't just go, oh, well, whoever they saw last time must have been an idiot, so let me reinvent the, <laughs> let me reinvent the wheel. Because yeah. I've been going, if you look at my history, because it's the same company, same optometrist, you can look that I've been going to the same person for like five years. Mm. So why wouldn't you look at what they've done and go, yeah, I could probably take it. Because every time I see, every time I see some new medical professional, it's like they have to start again. Do, do you I'm think... Like, I'm still the same human being. Do you think that they think they're going to give you such a service that you're like, I'll never go back? I think that's what they're thinking. Or I think they that's think so that, they, that they're the best at that job. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know how I've been coming here for three years and having no complaints or whatever? That's probably a good thing. The, I think if you want to repeat a customer, you don't want them to be constantly singing your praise as much as you just want them to not have a problem. I think the problem for me is that maybe he's seen that I have been going to someone for a long time and then changed to him. Yeah. But let me be clear, I didn't change to him. I changed to whoever was available. It's also a weird conversation to have where you're like, just so you know, I'm not unhappy with my optometrist. Yep. She just doesn't have time for yeah, me. She's just, just very, very busy because yeah. she's very good. Yeah. And that's the actual problem we're having here. I can now see why you are very available. I can't <laughs> see. That's part of the problem. <laughs> I host trivia on a Monday night at PJ's in the city. Mm. So I go down there every Monday night and I host trivia. Um, I'm not 
I know I say that on the show a bit, but I'm just reminding you because you haven't been in like six months. Yeah. So and, yeah. and producer Michael that never rocks up. No one ever comes and supports my trivia. Yeah. Um, apart from the great triviaites that come on down to yeah. PJs in the city and do it every week, which who, who I love them all. But because to me, all it is is like, hey, you know the guy you hang out with more than anyone mm. uh, in your life, your entire life. Like if there was a phone storage, uh, mm. like the graph that shows you how much gigabyte you have left. If that was for like time spent with person. Yeah. People, you are. Didn't want to use the screen time analogy. Whatever. Uh, you are. You are. <laughs> it really didn't occur to me at all. <laughs> you are fifty percent more than anyone else. Mm. Uh, it's so trivia to me is. Hey, do you want to hang out with that guy? Except he has a superiority complex <laughs> He's smart. because he quote unquote knows the answers that are in front of him. So yeah, look. Ah, fair enough. Whilst I love you. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I honestly, Sam and I were talking about it, my girlfriend. I think we will come next week. Oh, good. Yeah, fantastic. I didn't invite her. But um, yeah. the point here is, Ned. And now we definitely won't come. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> I've got the crew. I don't need anybody else. Everybody that comes to trivia, love them. Except for the people who I have decided are asshats mm. and are sitting there having like an after work drink and the second I start trivia decide it's all too noisy for them and yeah. pack up and leave. Mm. Now they do that. There's probably two tables a week that do that. They've, yeah. they've obviously, they've come on down to PJ's for an after work drink because it's right there in the city. It's fantastic. Uh, but then they've gone, no. We're not the, here for the loud we're not music being, We're not here to be interrupted every 37 seconds with a trivia question. Yeah. So we're just trying to talk. It seems to be uh, bewildering to the people who do this every week that there's another bar at PJ's. Yeah. You just walk through to the other side and there's no trivia going on in there. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't doesn't seem to compute to me. But what I've had enough of, and this is an important reminder for everybody who ever thinks they need to do this to a waiter, air hostess, anything, don't say goodbye to me. Mm. So I sit by the door. Mm. So the people who have dogged me and have gone, no trivia for me, yeah, Jesus, this guy's here. voice is annoying, <laughs> yeah, I'm grieving. Yeah. They say goodbye to me on the way out. They're like, oh, yeah, sorry, mate. Just got to... You don't need to... Apo- off. You certainly don't need to apologize. Yeah. And you don't even need to acknowledge my existence. Just leave. I agree. Just leave. It is. It's just the thing that everyone goes through of like a little bit of anxiety yeah. of leaving of like, oh, I don't want this guy to think that I'm leaving and like... Well, I do. Yeah, you, but you, you are. Already, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's fine. It's like, I don't want this guy to acknowledge the situation. I very much put us both in and am now continuing to... Uh, Commit to, I suppose. If you want to, if you're listening to this, and by some miracle you're someone who's done this at PJ's in the city to me specifically, here's what I want from you moving forward: mm. the exact reason you're leaving. Yeah. Don't okay. just apologise and say goodbye because I'm, I'm then still going to assume it's me. But if you're like, oh, sorry, um, medical emergency, my mum has a hemorrhoid. Yeah. I'll be like, well, that's I don't know why you have to address that, but fine. That's sure. A good, that's a good reason to be leaving somewhere. I think. Yeah. So well done. Yeah. Go. Yeah. I'm not upset anymore. Do you need to see like a photo and stuff? God no. I was going to say you're going to no. say pretty wild stuff. Yeah, I, know. I really don't, I don't want to see photos. Yeah. I just If you're going to apologise for the reason you're leaving, give me the exact reason. I 100% agree with this and I love it. The only thing, the, the only job I think this doesn't apply to is bus driver. You're oh, always you should say goodbye to the bus, bus driver. Yeah, you always no, say, thanks, thanks for the lift. Thank you, no Great worries. idea. Yeah, Great yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Great idea. It's the only exception to the rule. Yep, and I love the fact there is an exception because it proves the rule. Yeah, so fantastic. Yeah, Great. <laughs> it is right now time for us to get into the second half of the game we call... Oh. <laughs> hmm? There we go. There we go. We do more kazoo. Yes. Here we go. I'm about to play a song on a kazoo. You get on the phone 13, 10, 60 when you think you might know what it is. I've set the gauntlet that I don't think anyone's going to get this one. Okay. Because I forgot how the song went. <laughs> Ha 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 ha! 
I will say, I won't say what the word is, but the kazoo actually nails the la- very lot. La- like if I went, that's that. That actually is a good. Hannah's on the line from Moncrief. How are you, Hannah? I'm good, thank you. Okay, have you great. Found, have you found this to be a bit of a journey, Hannah, or did it come to you quite easily? quite easily. I actually, um, we were going to call. Yes. Um, to guess, and then we didn't, and then it came on and we thought we'd have to call. Yeah, okay. You can't All deny right. you're yeah. in destiny mm-hmm. like that, Hannah. Yeah. Um, what do you think it is? Well, I hope it's right now that I've just talked myself <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're setting you up for a ginormous fall yeah. here, Hannah. I think it's torn by Natalie Imbruglia. Yeah. yeah. You are spot on. Very, Natalie Imbruglia yeah, is how you stuff. say her name, and it is absolutely that song. Somehow, we got that song out of the kazoo. So, well done to you, Hannah. Congratulations. Hannah, Thanks. because I'm sick of Josh's negativity this morning, do you know what I mean when I was saying before? I'm like, I feel like the lying naked on the floor part sounds great coming out of a kazoo. Like, get rid of Natalie for a second. Mm. Okay, ready? Yeah. yeah. Listen to this, Hannah. Okay. You tell me if you know what I'm talking about. Like, it flows very well. Ready? <laughs> like, lying naked mm, yeah. on the floor. Yeah. It sounds mm-hmm. like I think it. it should be the new part of the song. Yeah, that's too God much, Hannah. You, You've Hannah. already won no, the tickets. Hannah. You've won tickets to go I'll see Tommy sure Little. I'll make sure that you'll get everything One you night only, Sunday <laughs> the 26th sure of Tommy August. Little. Tickets are selling fast. <laughs> we can't also guarantee that. No, I, can't, I don't um, even think we can beat him. <laughs> the funniest thing for me then was uh, Hannah, bef- Hannah agreed with you before you replayed the kazoo yeah. and then like agreed with you three more times as if to say, I don't need to hear it again. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, no, I don't no, need no. to hear it again. Oh, no, I get it. I get it. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Josh. You were just talking before about how freezing it is and how freezing it was last night, and I completely agree. So that's why when I came in this morning and saw this news, I was like, what? What are we talking about? Um, Swooping season for magpies, which is iconically in spring, apparently starting very soon, at the either beginning of next week or beginning of the week after. I hate to correct you on stories you bring to the table, but I actually heard this in the news the other day. Uh, It's already started. Some of our magpie, season, some of our magpie warning sites have already reported attacks that have already occurred. This is also what I want to talk about. Um, when are we officially like cutting the ribbon of swooping season? Well, because it's like, yeah. is there some errand magpies, yeah, just rogue magpies going for like a bone to pick with us, just going into business for themselves? Exactly. That can't be the start of magpie season. Exactly That's right. Just- Couple of bad eggs. Exactly. I don't want to guarding yeah. their eggs. Literally, a couple of bad hatched eggs. Yeah. Hey, uh, whoa. Hey, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, <clears throat> I don't think it should uh, reflect negatively on the entire magpie population, but I will say, and I like to do this every single time, um, that magpies very much remember who you are. So yeah, you do. You do like to mention that, and I think it's important to note. I think it is important to note. Mm. But the only other thing I'd say here is that you can disguise yourself pretty easily from yes. a magpie. They're saying wear a wide brim hat, sunglasses, yeah. put up an umbrella. That also helps them not swoop at you. But also, does it? How big does the umbrella have to be? Parasol level, I think. Golf umbrella. How big is a golf well, umbrella? Golf umbrella is much bigger like, than a parasol. I would say, a pa- like, because it just needs to deflect. Cocktail it- umbrella. No, too just small, to confuse. That's it's not about confusing that's, the magpie. It's I, about yeah. I would say honestly, that's more of, of an offensive attack because they're so pointy. Mm. So maybe you hold the umbrella Give up them and, their own, and you spin like you it. have a beak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How do you like it? You yeah. got little talons now. It's now so do I. It's a toothpick. Um, I think it's a good investment to make friends with magpies, and I've been saying this for a hell of a long time. Yeah, I think they remember you. It's like making a friend with an elephant. It's not lost on them. Like making it's not lost on them. Yeah, you know, do you know what I mean? Like if you made friends with no, a seal, I don't like know what you mean. Making friends with uh, a platypus is lost on them because they're like oh, whatever. Making friends with a magpie is a friend for life. 
This might be one of the craziest things I've ever How heard. How do you make friends? I do this too much now yeah. with magpies, yeah. and I promise, I promise, Googling live on air yeah, is becoming a problem. Can I just I ask promise you- I won't do it again. Let here you go. Here's how you make contact. Uh, here's how you befriend a magpie. If you have magpies around your home neighborhood that you would like to befriend, the first step is to let them see your face from a distance, trying to make eye contact with the bird. All right. Make sure that they know that you're not a threat. How do you do that? Can you could it. you act that out? <laughs> Hey, mate. By the way, if you can't see this, I've made my eyes the size of like ping pong balls for Josh. I would imagine this would terrify really any human, let alone an animal. You know, I'm pretty freaked out right now. Hey, mate. (laughs) Please, who wants mincemeat? (laughs) I'll feed you grubs. Be my friend. Swoop my enemies. I am troubled yeah. and concerned. I, I'm so glad I'm alive now because if I was alive like 300 years ago, they would have done some pretty awful things to me for I, the you'd just be, I you'd, say. You'd just be dead. I'd be locked yeah, away. No, you'd, really, you'd be de- deemed a nuisance to society 100%. by the king and it'd all be over. <laughs> Josh, a little bit of fun that if you're unaware of this, uh, feel free to use it in your day-to-day life. It's a little prank that you and I used to do to one another that I really enjoyed. Um... If you go to Gungala Marketplace or really any underground car park and you have to get a ticket, um, sometimes, and it's once in a blue moon, you'll go to leave and the gate will just be up, like permanently up. So, I don't know, maybe they're just letting everyone out or whatever. And so you get to leave and then you still have your ticket. It's not once in a blue moon at the Gungala Marketplace. No, it happens all the time. It happens all the time. Their, their parking boom gates, for whatever reason, are constantly broken. So and you will get yourself a ticket and then maybe not have to use it on the way out. Exactly right. Because also, I think the reason it's broken so often is that you have to be there for like 18 hours for them to charge $1. So yeah. they're like, what? we don't even care if you stay here. If you leave your car this here... Just, this is just to prevent people from dumping their cars. Exactly That's really right. all this is about. If you leave your car here and then just go to the airport for three weeks and come back and get it, eh, whatever. We'll just let you out for free. Um, but then you you get the little ticket. The fun that you can have with the little ticket that Josh and I used to do quite a bit is that if you hide it somewhere, um, when you go in again, if you're with someone, you could be like, hey, pass me the ticket. And when they give you the ticket, you get your second ticket and you put it in. And because you've had it for like three or four weeks, it will be like 150 bucks or 200 bucks. And so whoever is in the car goes like, oh my God, what the hell? And you're like, ah, just kidding. The most I've ever gotten one up to is like $690. And I remember you telling me about that. And I was like, that is crazy. $620 I think that was like a month and a bit. Yeah. Yesterday, my girlfriend and I, Sam, were at the marketplace. um, Put it in. I just... (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) Yeah, whoa. I mean... I don't know how to get out of that now. So we're going to move on, and I'm going to pretend like I never said anything. I think that's the best way to go. Yeah. So I was leaving the car park, and I said to Sam, who, by the way, I've already done this to. She knows that this is a prank I pull, where she like hands me the ticket, and yep. then I do a bit of sleight of hand, and I've already got it in my hand, and I go, oh, great, and I put it in, and then she's like, oh, my God. So she knows this is going to happen. Yeah. Hands it to me, do the fake out, put the ticket in. is what it's up to. That is tremendous. I have never seen it get this big. I think I've had this ticket. I must have had this ticket for near on a year now. Yeah, It's completely, like, crumpled and it looks like I didn't realise that they could get that expensive. I I didn't think so either. At one point, they just, the ticket just, the machine goes, we own your car now. (laughs) Get out and leave it here. Just leave the car right here. We'll (laughs) take that. We'll take that off your hands. Thank you very much. (laughs) Josh. I've seen something that I didn't realise was even something that we were allowed to do, really, um, which has kind of changed my entire perspective on something that's kind of... I I always thought was sort of sweet, but now that I know there's another option, I'm like, oh, no, do away with that now. Get rid of the silly one. Let's get the good one. 
Mm, Jason Tomalolo. Tomalolo. Okay. He plays for the Cowboys, the North Mm -hmm. Queensland Cowboys. Um, He, by the way, Ned is very much not from the north of Australia. So understanding uh, anything about NRL for Ned or myself, hard, hard. The best thing to come out of Tasmania is Ricky Ponting, Mm -hmm. not anyone that played NRL. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. um, I don't know a lot. I'm out of my depth, but I do know what's happened. He has been celebrating like his 200th game, which is very exciting. And what they usually do is you bring out family. Like you walk out of the tunnel and there's fireworks and stuff. I will say the NRL, as someone who was like initiated later in life, so much better of a display. Like fireworks. The AFL has so much to learn from the AFL. Uh, Sorry, the AFL has so much to learn from the NRL about presenting the game. Like the lights, the fireworks, it's all so much more exciting at the NRL. The AFL sort of like, we're like, what if we put up a big paper sheet and we ran through it? When we decided that 150 years ago, and then they were like, great, that's it. That. Don't keep e- doing that. Don't ever change that. Same thing with the song, same thing yeah, with everything. Everything's yeah. just like <laughs> based on 150 years ago. Yeah, exactly right. Um, Jason, though, yeah, he's his 100th game. They usually come out, out with, like, if they have any children, any family. Mm. Like, you usually see them walk out of the I've tunnel with, like, before. a kid. It's nice. Yeah. It's very, very cute. And Matildas did it as well. They came out with, like, um, junior, junior players. That was very cool. Every time I've seen that, I'm like, that's so cute. I love it. It makes me so happy. Jason's flipped it on its head and he's shown me something. He's shown me the good life. Um, he's come out for his clash against the Knights with his beautiful golden retriever puppy. Okay. Yeah. So he's brought a dog. He's out. brought his dog out. Yeah, that's absolutely a better way of doing this. Uh, yep. yep. He, he's walked out with his dog, the dog handling it like an absolute Well, yeah, champion. the fireworks, the lights, the Doesn't crowd. Care. Yeah, Does not care. Just like, oh, oh, Dad's there, I'm fine. Exactly yeah. right. Dad's here with me. I'm all good. Um, I never, and I just said it was cute, I never, ever, 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 ever want to see another kid on a field again. You, if you are a player and you have any animal in your life, I don't even care if it's a parrot. Bring you, the pet. You walk it out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care if the mm-hmm. entire stadium needs to be like pin drop you could hear quiet. Yeah, they will. They'll respect that. I would like, I don't care about your family. I'm sorry, but I just don't care about your family. Mm. What I do care about, rain, hail, or shine, is a dog. Yeah. So if you have a dog, even if there's a dog in the RSPCA that needs to be like adopted nearby, just every player needs to walk out with a dog now. Yeah, I it's agree. It's made me so much happier. It will increase viewership in sport by at least Ned. So <laughs> yeah. that's that's the ratings bonanza. You go up by one you at least. You go by one at least. <laughs> Get into it, sport codes. <laughs> Ned. Last night, I did something. I caught myself doing something that I was like, uh, not only is this not on, but I'm going, <laughs> I'm going to expose it on air as if to let the nation's capital's partners know they're not crazy, that sometimes partners do behave this way. Yeah. Um, this is good because it appeals to no one. Mm. You're upsetting the partners who get this done to them because then they're like, I knew it! Yep. And that Josh guy does it. And also the people who do do it are going like, Thanks for exposing us, dude. Yeah. This was working well for 37 years, and now you've undone it, and the divorce is inbound. I don't know if it's divorceable, um, <laughs> but it's, okay, definitely, good, good. it's definitely something to be aware of, and I caught myself doing it last what night. What happened? I got home. I host trivia on a Monday night at PJ's in the City, which gets me home at about 9 p.m. So I got home at 9 p.m. Um, Carrie was already inside, and she was watching Netflix, and she was just sitting there. I knew she was in the lounge room because mm. she'd been texting me about what she was doing. And I noticed that the bins were still out. So they'd mm. been collected that morning, and they were still out. And I thought, oh, I'll do the right thing. I'll go get the bins, even though I was, you know, very keen to get inside. It was cold. I was over a long day, whatever. Um, when I went and got the bins, I 
made as much noise bringing them in as I possibly could. I I dragged one of the bins along the concrete at one point just so it made the whole, oh, Josh is bringing (laughs) the bins in noise. Did you get any? No, didn't acknowledge it at all. And I and then this is where I'm catching myself. I was mad. Yeah, of course. I was like mad that it wasn't acknowledged. And I was like, well, this is the bare minimum I can do to help at the house. Yeah. And I'm acting like I deserve some kind of hero's thanks. Mm. And not only that, I've tried to make it happen by making the bin You're bringing in as loud it. as I could. Yeah. You're having a sulk. Yeah, it was a, it was well, a, I guess it was a really. preemptive sulk. You I were was making a, a statement. I was anticipating no thanks, yeah. so I decided to try and elicit thanks yeah. by being way too loud with the job that I had to do. It's sad. It does get to a sad point when you have to bring it up, though, where you're like, did you, where, you're like where you're like, did you take the bins out? And she's like, no, no, no. You're like, oh, that's right. I did it. <laughs> I never that, stare at I'm her. never that <laughs> egregious. I'm like, oh, the kitchen's pretty clean. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's too, they. This is what I mean. Partners always know what you're doing, though. It's like, wow, this is clean in here. It's you know, like, okay. And immediately you're like, I didn't clean it, so I know what you're trying to Can do. Can I ask a quick question? Because yes. I think this one's a bit slick. I did this the other day. Mm. Um, I unpacked the dishwasher. So the dishwasher was fully packed, and I unpacked it, and there was no kudos for that. None mm. at all. Because once again, this is just something you do when you live in a house. You, yeah. help, you help out with the jobs. But I wanted kudos like I was seven years old for some reason. Yeah. So I went into the lounge room. And started smashing plates. <laughs> no. No, no, this is subtle, I think. This one's good. You have to tell me whether you think so. I walked into the lounge room after unpacking the dishwasher. I'd unpacked the dishwasher like an hour before, mm. but it had been packed for a while. And I just leaned in and went, do you have any dishes to put in the dishwasher, babe? Mm, that's good. That is good. Yeah. <laughs> As if to say... There's Anymore? room in the dishwasher. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't, and now there is. It's I wonder how that happened. It's been completely vacated. Don't <laughs> don't get me wrong. There's not one free space. It's all open. It's all up for grabs. You can really go for whatever Somebody you want. Somebody emptied the dishwasher. That's crazy. <laughs> I have not done this since I was like a kid, I would yeah. say. Like when yeah. I used to clean my room and I'd come out into the lounge and I'd be like, oh, I'm so exhausted from cleaning my room. <laughs> and mum's like, okay. <laughs> Sounds like my mum did the same thing. She was like, I don't care. I'd like to say I've gotten more sophisticated with the seeking praise than when I was a kid, but I did just slam a bin into the ground yeah. last night <laughs> trying to make it noisier, so not really. That was the Ned and Josh podcast. podcast. Red Energy for reliable energy solutions for your home or business. Canberra's Hit 104.7.